All right, welcome to day 85 of quarter two in our year-long study of the New Testament. Today we're going over 2 Thessalonians 1. And uh, I'll go ahead and read it because it's a short chapter today. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica to, to you who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. We proudly, we proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness and all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. And God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you are suffering. In his justice, he will pay back those who persecute you. And God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. When he comes on that day, he will receive glory from his holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed what we told you about him. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live, and you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of God our and Lord, of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. So that is Second um, Thessalonians chapter 1. And, and the first thing I really noticed was in verse 6, it says, God... In his justice, he will pay back those who persecute you. And when I read that, it kind of made me think, well, it kind of made me feel good. It's, you know, it's probably the human side of me, less spiritual side of me coming out that wants, you know, bad people, people who might persecute me to get what's coming to them. And if I have God on my side, I know he's going to make things right. Um, but it's a little more than that, too. It's it's more than just me wanting the people who give me a hard time to get what's coming to them. But if anybody's persecuting someone I love, I want the same. I want that persecutor to get what's coming to them. It's not all selfish. As a matter of fact, if any good Christ-following loving person is getting persecuted. I'd want that persecutor to get what's coming to them also. So um, I, I kind of thought more about that, and, and it's really even a little bigger than that. Uh, I, I really want good to prevail over evil. I feel a responsibility to do good. I want good to win. I want the good guys to win. And as I stated a minute ago, maybe, you know, maybe that's, um, you know, kind of that, that human side of, of, you know, having this feeling and these opinions about what's right and wrong. But, but you know, I, I, I want 
our side to win and and the good guys to to come out on top. But at the same time, I do think we find in Scripture that God will set things right eventually. So just thinking about that today and delving into that a little bit, I I probably have to be careful. I, I have to be careful and not just think about what I want and what makes you know, the the good things, the right and wrong as I see it. But remember that it's God who's in charge of right and wrong. He will set things right according to how he sees it. The next thing I notice in the reading is that Paul tells the Thessalonians that Christ will return with all of his angels. And, and Christ hasn't returned yet, right? So it's important to remember that Christ will come back and set things right. But that is according to God's time clock on that. It's not going to happen on our time clock exactly when we want it to happen. And the last thing I noticed was in verse 11 where Paul says, May he give you the power to accomplish all of the good things your faith prompts you to do. And that is really, I think, maybe what we're all after, isn't it? To, to hear God's call to hear his promptings and then have the faith to respond to that call and do what he wants us to do. So maybe that's a great thing for us to think about today. What is God calling you to do? Maybe it's an easier question if we ask ourselves, well, what do I want to do? What what do I want other people to do for me? Those are easier, probably less important questions to answer. But when we take time to ask, Lord, What is it that you want me to do? I think that gets to the heart of this chapter, especially in verse 11, where it says, we keep praying for you, asking God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. So hopefully that's good stuff to think about as we went through 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 today and go through the rest of 2 Thessalonians. Thessalonians the next few days. I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. Lord, thank you for uh, the chance to read this chapter today and to hear what you have to say to us, how the words of Paul to the Thessalonians um, can influence our lives today as we think about what you're calling us to do and we think about the faith that we have to respond to that and that ultimately we should we should respond to that call because you're coming someday and you're going to set things right and ultimately things will happen according to your will. So we need to be able to move into that will, figure out what it is and uh, to, to fall into line with that because that's what will give us the, the abundant life that you promised us. And, uh, We thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.